It's Tuesday. You know what that means. Welcome one, welcome more, welcome all into a brand new edition of Random Thoughts and Best Regards. I'm your host, T-O-Double-D, and I'm glad that you could join us this week. How is everybody? Did you miss us? We were gone for a week there with the Memorial Day holiday. I hope everybody had a great and fun time out there. I, I know I did. Got to spend lots of time with my son we spent it in the pool um we found out that which is a cool thing if you didn't know for those of you who have hbo max um if you're a godzilla fan there are some old school godzilla movies on hbo max so jonah had a great time um watching um i believe he watched godzilla versus mecha godzilla godzilla versus hedora um he watched a few I think we watched like two two or three uh last weekend and then we put a whole bunch more on the watch list <laughs> that he wants to check out but they were some of the older ones and uh he was really excited we actually we were looking to see if by any chance i figured it was off already but he wanted to watch uh godzilla versus kong again so we went and we checked on hbo max and we did a search and and we found out that some of the older um movies there's about i believe 10 uh of the older versions of Godzilla are on HBO Max. So that's awesome. I guess, which I didn't realize, I know uh, Turner Classic Movies has has some of the Godzilla franchise, and I guess they're a part of HBO Max. Um, so I guess that's how those wound up there. But pretty cool, pretty exciting. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's nice to, to know that I have those on demand to pull up and watch uh, any time. Uh, I, I, can, I can definitely see... Uh, a couple weeks here when my birthday comes up that that will definitely be one of the things that i that i do is that i, I sit back and and chill out on on my birthday and, and watch one of those godzilla movies for sure um we also checked out a titanic experience um i don't know if i mentioned this on the show or not before but uh jonah is like a massive titanic historian uh i guess when it comes to being a historian the apple doesn't fall far from the tree as they say um but jonah is a uh big time uh for for a seven-year-old he is a, a big time titanic enthusiast and he knows so much about uh the titanic it's actually uh pretty amazing and at, and at times i'm like oh damn um well done son well done um so we went and we checked out this titanic experience and uh it actually has uh artifacts that were brought up from the titanic and there's actually a piece of the uh of the hull hull that's the word i'm trying to get out hull as well um and it was just it was it was really fun um it was it was a neat experience uh we learned i learned uh a lot about the titanic and funny enough I learned it from my son as as we were going we were going through there um uh you know i heard i heard a lot from him about april 15th 1912 uh i heard a lot about white star the white star line um and uh, it was funny because they they were like do you want a tour guide uh when, when we first went in we bought our purchased our tickets they're like do you want a actual tour guide or do you want uh they had like this uh audio uh, tour thing that you could carry around with you and, and I'm laughing to myself because I, I had even made the joke to Jonah's mom prior to us going I was like I don't need a tour guide I have Jonah he knows probably more than than they do um, and it's so funny just because you know he's so young he's seven years old and he just knows so many facts about the Titanic already and about its sister ships and um, I, I mean it's 
it's amazing i mean he knows that it's you know sailing from southampton to new york city he knows that there were over uh 2000 passengers on board he knows that 1500 people died um it, it, you know he he knows that there's a possibility that they might have uh they were in a rush to leave and and they might have forgotten the binoculars and that's why they couldn't see um the iceberg he knows that there was a fire on board which helped it sink faster like just it's it's amazing how much uh how much he knows um and it was just a lot of fun and it just goes to show you like the brain is is such a such a sponge um and he's just fascinated by it. he knows about you know like i said the the sister ships he knows he knows about the olympic and the gigantic i want to say was the other one he's not here right now otherwise i'd actually check with him on air um but i want to say the gigantic was the it was the the titanic the olympic and i want to say the gigantic i could be wrong on that i don't have my historian here with me right now um but it was just we had a lot of fun it was fascinating you know i i love that stuff anybody who knows me knows that i have you know i i, I love i love history um i've worked in museums before um so seeing artifacts and things of that nature is it's, it's amazing uh, seeing things that came up from the actual ocean floor uh from the titanic um it just really it's really cool it's uh it, it was fun we had a lot of fun uh, I, i'll admit the coolest part about it was just watching jonah's enthusiasm as as we went through uh, <laughs> the funniest part was there's a, a little section where you walk through and it's supposed to be like the deck of the cruise line and then you look over and they had some of course these are things i noticed and i like they had some like you could look over the side as if you're looking out into the ocean and they had like pro projected projection uh waves and the ocean over the side and i thought that was cool and i'm actually looking at that um these are the things that i do i'm looking to see like maybe where they have the projectors mounted or where they're facing um and how they're creating the effect uh and i'm looking at it and all of a sudden behind me i hear and i turn around and it's jonah pretending to play the violin like in the movie when the ship is sinking um and that was you know what i mean i mean those are just priceless moments that you just they'll they'll always be burned in my memory and in my heart uh but it was fun you know we, we had fun it was a good memorial day weekend like i said a lot of time in the pool uh a lot of time watching Godzilla movies on HBO Max and a trip to uh, the Titanic exhibit. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had, we had some we had some good times. Um, we've got a great show coming up for you this week. Uh, it's it's action packed. Uh, Saul is going to be here. Uh, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs and everything that is going on with that. Uh, we'll talk about the shakeup in Boston as well, um, with Danny Ainge out and Brad Stevenson taking over as a gm and now the hunt is on for a new head coach um wanted to get to this uh nfl note before we jump into before we take a break and jump actually jump into the show and jump into the next segment uh julio jones the atlanta falcons wide receiver is apparently on the move uh he has been traded to the titans well the trade isn't official yet and the trade may not be official by time this show airs i believe they're still working out some details but in case it is official We'll just go ahead and talk about it. Uh, Julio Jones is being traded from the Atlanta Falcons to the Tennessee Titans uh, in exchange for at least a second round pick. And as I said, the details are still being ironed out, but we know at least a second round pick is involved in the Jones trade. Uh, and this is a blockbuster uh, for Tennessee now. Um, they, they, get a, they get a deep threat, a big play deep threat receiver 
they already have a potent offense, and now they get a big, deep threat receiver for Tannehill to throw to. Uh, and, you know, Atlanta ends up with some some nice value there. Atlanta's in a hole right now. Uh, Atlanta's got to play some catch-up in the division to Tampa and New Orleans. Um, and they're just, they let's let's face it, they're in a rebuilding stage right now. Whether they want to admit it or not, they're, they're in a rebuild. Uh, they have to be in order to catch Tampa and New Orleans. So they, they're going to, you know, ship Jones and uh, get the draft pick the interesting thing and one of the reasons why i uh, wanted to talk about it is i just i there's a connection to julio jones uh and i which is really cool uh it's a small connection but it's still a, a fond memory in my career that i look back on uh, i believe it was 2009 it starts to get a little blurry after a while um but uh 2009 i was covering uh the under armor uh, all-american high school game out at um the disney wide world of sports complex that's where the uh i believe that might have been even been the inaugural year it might have been earlier it might have been oh you know what i'm saying oh nine it might have been oh seven oh eight that i was out there i'll have to go back and look i, I covered it for a few years um but the one in particular um uh, i had a post-game interview with uh the big player the big star of the game and it just so happened to be Julio Jones. Um, so, so there you go. That just kind of shows you how long his NFL career is going and, and how long my media career is going. But again, in the early days, I was out there to cover the Under Armour uh, All-American game. And I got to interview Julio Jones after the game. Uh, he was a senior in high school and I was trying to get out of him. He still hadn't committed uh, so I was trying to, to, to kind of get a feel for him. Uh, and we always had some, we had some fun and, and he laughed. He would, he wouldn't give it up. Uh, he told me he was still in the process of weighing things out. He told me there was a front runner, um, but he hadn't made, uh, you know, an, an official decision yet. And that would be coming soon. And we all know uh, eventually that official decision was, uh, Alabama and, uh, you know, he went on to win a national championship there and then on to the NFL. Um, but so I've always had a soft spot uh, for Julio because, again, at the, as a young kid, um, I was able to to interview him. He was gracious and fun. And, you know, I always look at that same way now, like, you know, with me having a soft spot for, for Austin Rivers and especially with him being on my Denver Nuggets now. Um, it's just a, it's a feel good thing. You know, I, I knew these kids when they were young. I knew these kids in high school. Um, and got to be fortunate enough to cover a portion of their career. Now, granted, Austin Rivers a lot more than just a portion, um, but even Julio Jones, just a portion uh, of his career and be able to, to uh, you know, conduct a post-game interview uh, with a high schooler who, let's be honest, is probably when his career is over, well on his way uh, to the NFL Hall of Fame. I just, uh, I always look back at that as a fond uh, moment in, in my career. And, um, you know, so when I saw that he was traded, um, I'm happy for him. I hope, you know, again, this is a very good Tennessee team. Um, and I hope that Julio has a chance to make some big waves there and, uh, you know, possibly put this this team in contention for the Super Bowl. Uh, I would love to see him play on the grand stage. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens for Julio and uh, we'll see what happens for the Titans and the, and the Falcons as well. As I said, the Falcons have got to play some catch up in the South uh, to Tampa and New Orleans. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but... Like I said earlier, I got a lot of show for you uh, coming up. There's a lot to discuss on this week's episode since we were away for a week. So without any further ado, stick and stay. Don't go anywhere. Random thoughts and best regards. We'll be right back in just a short, short. All right, right now on Random Thoughts and Best Regards, let's go ahead and bring in one of our favorites. She's back. Dana. (laughs) 
Hey. What's going on? Hey. Oh, you know all the things. That's what's all going the, on. All the things, which is <laughs> which is why you're here. <laughs> yeah. So so let's start let's start right at the top because because okay. I've I've got I've got other uh, we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in the goat yoga for the second for yeah, a second yeah. because I've I've got all the goat yoga <laughs> questions. Well, really, I just have one goat yoga question, but <laughs> it will probably lead to more following that. What the hell is goat yoga? Explain it to me. So this is something you can find usually. I mean, quite obviously, usually you're gonna find something like this on a farm. Okay. Um, this woman that I went to see, she has she lives in a residential area. But it's, um, she's got a huge backyard. She's got a lot of land, right? Okay. Um, and so she has all this land and she's, I swear, there's at least 30 goats out there. Um, and then she had a mini horse. That's a lot of goats. She had a couple of cats. She had a golden retriever running around. All right. Um, and it was crazy. Like, we walked in and we're like, oh, my gosh. But she's got this really big, beautiful yard. Okay. She's got pens for the goats. She's got chickens, you know, all this stuff. So she's got the pens for the goats. And then you go through and she hires someone who does yoga. Okay. And also, you because, okay, so I don't know. Have you done yoga before, Todd? Yes. Okay, so you have people who are like teachers and stuff, and I'm good with either one. They're either very, very serious, you know, mm-hmm. and they want you to get a really great workout in, and that's wonderful yeah. sometimes. But also sometimes you need somebody who's a little more lax. <laughs> you need that person for the goat yoga. <laughs> not a lot of yoga gets happening. During okay. You do some poses and things like that. And when you do these poses, that's when the goats will come up and they'll try to jump all over you. And it's really funny. <laughs> okay. It's so, crazy. How, I, cause, cause I, I get, so the goats do, are the goats successful with getting on oh, yeah. you? Yep. So, how heavy are these goats? So she has the. I think they were called um, dwarf goats. Okay. Um, something, something to that effect, and so they're smaller. Okay. She has like three large goats. They don't attempt to get up on you, but they will. Come I would hope and, not. Like, hang out. <laughs> she said there is one that's still kind of a baby, but it's bigger, and he doesn't really realize it sometimes. So he will okay. attempt to like step up onto somebody. <laughs> But she usually corrects that pretty quickly. Okay. Um, some of the goats, it's fun. So basically they have a yoga class and then the goats are just around and they may okay. approach you. They may not approach you. Um, I would say to anybody who's thinking of taking do a they, class, wear some clothes. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> wear clothes you don't care about. Um, okay. <laughs> wear some shoes you don't care about. Things do, like their, do their hooves hurt? At all? No, no, no. Actually, them getting on your back doesn't hurt at all. Like it was okay. really weird. They're very light. Okay. Um, so they got on like cause do you, they, saw, you saw the picture. I, I'm sorry I'm just asking all kinds of questions no go just, for I'm, it I, I know you're talking but my head's going like a million miles a minute now <laughs> so do they and, like do they, they get all four floor? like do they completely stand on you oh yeah how yeah. do they how do they small. and you keep your balance like if you're not cause, so... cause there are yoga positions and again I don't know that but there's yoga positions where you may only have like three points of contact oh yeah yeah um, so they don't 
at least so i only have this one to go off of but okay they didn't go into the really crazy like yoga poses they kept it pretty basic sure i would imagine nice. you have to though that's my... um yeah so what they did is they tried to get you up off the ground sometimes so that you were kind of away from them for a little bit and like kind okay. of got a breather but then okay. a lot of your stuff was on the ground so it was like you're doing cat cow or something mm. like that where you're on all fours and then that's when the goats are like, yeah, this is our time. And then they, <laughs> they kind of... swarm, swarm, swarm. <laughs> and it's funny because there was two children in our group and they just thought it was the funniest thing. Like every time a goat would come over and get up on them or get the goats got up on the children. They're... Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take Cooper. How is this physically possible? Oh my gosh. They're so small, Todd. It's really hard to like explain it unless you see it. Are they but like cats? Really small. Uh, bigger than a cat, smaller, like, like a bobcat, dog, small dog size, small dog size. Okay. I would say not any of them is over. I would say probably they weren't over twenty pounds. Like any Shih Tzu small dog or like Poodle small dog. I'm trying to think of what dog would be a good explanation for how big these goats were. So many questions. I know. I started I, with like, just one, and now I have I'm so just, many questions. I'm trying to think what size dog would be good. Maybe like an Italian greyhound. You know those little greyhounds. Okay. Can like you give us something? That, can you give us something? I don't have to Google. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, um, just I'm just messing with. You. Like a schnauzer. Okay. Like a schnauzer. Um. All right. Okay. <laughs> you're like no questions answered. I have no idea what you're talking no, about. No, no, it's fine. Um. <laughs> do the goats see? This would be my concern. I'm gonna be yeah, real, yeah. Real. Do the goats try to headbutt you at all? So none of them tried to headbutt me, but they did headbutt each other. Okay. Um, you can kind of get in the way because they kind of don't care if you're there. <laughs> um, you're just an extra fun thing that they can jump around on. They don't I'd, care. I'd, I'd imagine so. That the people are anywhere. So like they'll if they're gonna fight with each other, they're gonna fight with each other, and it might be right in front of you. Uh, it might come like they would stampede on occasion, <laughs> and oh, you just had to get out of the way. Fun. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, they had their own little inner workings where like you could tell some of them didn't like other ones. Some of them were more ornery than others. Um, I had one that hung around me almost the entire time and he just would like come up and he'd sit with me and then he'd chew on my shoelace and then he would jump <laughs> up on me and then he would sit back down in front. Of but if another goat came to try to get my attention, he'd butt him out of the way. And That's then funny. He's like, he's like, get out of here. And then <laughs> he'd come back over to me. Okay. It was funny. So, so, so more, more, more questions just as you, yes. you go, yes. just because of human nature. Do oh, they yeah. shit near you? Oh, trust me. The entire time I was there, it was like my whole brain was just like question. Um, excuse me, excuse <laughs> me. What do I do during this thing? Um, excuse me. He's uh -huh. doing this. What do I do? <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, do they shit or pee near you? They can. Oh, Although none of them did when I was there. Okay. Okay. But she did warn you. She's like, bring, you know, old towels and stuff oh, like that. Oh, hell no. Because... See, see, that's when we have, I'm, I'm cool with everything else. If the damn goat pisses on me, then we're dead. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, I can, I can. If you are like, I don't want him to pee on me, they're coming for you. I'm just I, telling I, you. I, that and the headbutting would be completely <laughs> on my mind the entire time. I'd be looking at that thing like, I will say, like, I'd, my first, like... I'd stare that thing down one. to... This would be my flaw. I would stare it down to the point where it would probably want to hit me. Oh, my God. So that would be, that would be my problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was like, 
I was really apprehensive at first, just because I didn't know, you know, what I was Sure. Doing. Like, I'm not even, I know, like, we're joking, but I, I don't blame you at all. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> it was, um, like, it was one of those situations. So I have anxiety and things like that. But, mm-hmm. like, going in there, I had a lot of anxiety going in. <laughs> um, and then it was like, once you got in there with him and realized everything was cool, then it's just like adrenaline, right? Yeah. So you're just yeah. like, Ooh, whoa, whoa, this is neat. I'm, like, here with all these animals. And, you know, I love animals. So it's just super fun. But it was just, it's like, you don't know what they're going to do. They could do any number of things. But uh-huh. here's the other thing, Todd. Um, they will chew on just about anything. So your shirt, um, okay. your pants, um, your hair. So here's the cool. thing about your hair. I had my hair pulled up into a bun. Like, I was like, they're not going to get my hair. I'm fine. No, 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 uh-huh. no. This guy got on my back, <laughs> pulled my hair out of the bun, and then was just like pulling on my hair. And the lady's like, hey, let's get him down because if they swallow too much hair, they'll hack a hairball up on you. Oh, because <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, 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 let's be down. more concerned about the goat's well-being. <laughs> I'm like, get him off my, get him off my head. <laughs> than the potential of him chewing a bald spot in your head. <laughs> and they pull. Like, I, yeah, I believe it. Your hair. And she's really good. The lady that, that owns the place, goat. she comes and gets them down if they're bothering you or uh-huh. whatever. If you raise your hand, she'll come over and pull them away. Like, she's got a good handle on her goats. But it's like, it's it's just crazy because I'm sitting there, like, on all fours. I've got a goat on my back pulling my hair. And I'm just like, what's what's happening in my life right now? Does it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be asking the same question, yeah. though. What Daniel, what's happening in your life right now? Um, So does it, does it tickle? Oh no, it hurts. They like pull. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, like, uh, just, like, see, for me, I, I, again, maybe TMI, but I'm very ticklish, like in my neck area. So if it started oh. like sniffing around my neck, that, that I'd it be would like tickle. a giggling yeah. idiot. Yes, you okay. would, because they will. They'll kind of just come up in your business, you know, like they're. <laughs> You're just there for them, as far as they're concerned. Oh, God. I'm so, sorry. Again, this is yoga, and you're bent over in different positions, and I just envisioned when you said that, a goat coming and smelling my ass as I'm bent over. Oh, yeah, um, easy. Like, that's that's a thing that oh, would happen. Um, but, like, and then you're, like, trying to be careful because, again, they do like to, like, try to eat stuff. So you're just, like, you're, like, okay, oh, get away from my shoe, or, oh, my God, that's my sock, or, you know, like, you're just constantly, like, aware of everything going on. I did maybe three poses the entire hour this, and a half we were there. This all sounds like a disaster, yet it's gaining in such popularity. It's so fun. I will just say, like, if you're going to go, don't expect to get a yoga class in. That's not what you're going for. The yoga class is an excuse to go see goats. Okay? I mean, I feel like I almost have to do this now. Just if nothing else, just to see how wrong it goes for me oh my gosh and you gotta take jonah i'm gonna take cooper he's flipping out he can't believe i got to see goats he asked literally cooper asked me just about all the same questions you asked me um hang on excuse me nope i'm good i thought i was gonna sneeze um he asked me all the same questions you asked me it's good to know that i have the same mentality of a five-year-old you do it's cool cool. (laughs) um or maybe my five-year-old thinks like todd (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm sure he's very intelligent but uh... (laughs) but yeah he was like will it bite me does it hurt What's going on? Why are you doing this? Can I All go? extremely like that? valid questions, Cooper. Very, very. Uh, but I have a really good friend who um, every month we pick out something to do. We either go for a little hike 
or whatever. And then she found this and I was like, well, I mean, we got to do it. Right. <laughs> and it was great. Do you, um, do they, do they lick you? Um, yeah, I had a little one that licked me a really okay. little one, but just licked my hand a little bit. Okay. Um, but then when they go to do that also, they might bite your finger. So you have to Oh, see, hell no, man. Come on. <laughs> you just have to be aware. And I usually would keep my hand flat and that would keep them from biting, you know? Biting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Cause they think everything's fun. Like they're just like, (laughs) I'm really not doing a good job convincing you. I don't don't think I've convinced you. Biting. (laughs) Biting, yeah, they'll bite. (laughs) All right. I mean, I mean, all these things didn't happen. Like, you know, you didn't get head. So there's positives. Like you didn't get head butted. It's they one didn't of those pee situations on you. where you walk in and she goes, okay, you have to sign a waiver, which, you know, that, that's the thing. Oh, I'm so reading that waiver. waiver. I'm reading that waiver front to back. <laughs> and that's what we did too. We're like, we should maybe read this. A lot of times, <laughs> a lot, I'll be honest, a lot of times I just say, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I just of course. My name on it. That's one we of those. Do. If there, there, there's, listen, there's biting, <laughs> pissing, and shitting involved. I am reading that waiver front I'm to back. It, and I don't know if I'm signing it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so you just have like a waiver and everything. And then she gives you a big like spiel. Like, here's what can happen. If this happens, let me know. If this happens, here's how you do this. Like, she's got it on, you know, lockdown as far as all this goes. But um, but it is weird. It is so fun. It is so crazy. I would say, you know, with all of the weird stuff that I've brought up and probably scared everyone off from doing goat yoga, it's really fun. And none of that stuff happens really you just go in and they're they're really kind of like doing their own thing they they, they don't really give a crap that you're there <laughs> are these goats high that's my next question you know, are, they, uh, are they giving some are they giving are they giving some kind of uh you know hallucinogenic that makes them happy during yoga time <laughs> <laughs> well here's the one thing that uh, about goats that i didn't realize until i was up close and personal with goats um their eyes look dead so every don't... last one of them <laughs> but and i think isn't that the thing I, there i guess i would have to do more research i don't know there is something about a goat's vision that i've read once i don't know uh-huh. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, so that, that it makes sense that they'd have dead eyes. Because oh I think gosh, I've read something about their vision before. Todd, just when you're done here, look up goat eyes. It, they're very creepy. <laughs> did you watch... <laughs> but did you watch uh, uh, Big City Greens? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you ever see their pet goat has the oh, X's for yeah. eyes? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, goat's like go blind or something that. and it's got the X. Oh my gosh. No. Yeah. This thing is like, like, like I started looking at their eyes because it's like you're looking around and then all of a sudden you catch one of their eyes and you're like, Ooh, that's, that's unsettling. I just, <laughs> I just got this. Like, oh, I just got this total vision of you <laughs> and a goat standing in front of you and you two just like locking eyes and a stare down. Yeah. Yeah. I tried not to look them directly in the eyes because they were creeping me out just a little bit, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but they're cute and they're fun. Just don't look them in the eyes. I don't like that. Uh, their eyes look very dead all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, recap. This is fun. <laughs> Go do it. Lost <laughs> <laughs> track. This is this is fun. This is a positive. This is a positive piece. Road. This is a positive. <laughs> 
Oh my god. We may just we may just need to reiterate them for yeah. those. I think I've scared everyone off. If you're still no, no, I may have scared everybody <laughs> off with, with my negative probing questions. They're not meant to be negative. I just I have questions. And They're concerns. all very valid questions, uh, Todd. They really are. I'm dealing with a wild animal and apparently Ooh. a dwarfed wild animal that yes. I just need to have my P's and Q's and my facts straight before just, I go. Just, you know, Todd, always keep yourself, always be, you know, ready to go. Always and let's Ready to Let go. Ready, ready to go. Ready to go. With a goat standing on my back. Yeah. You know how's the how's the dismount? How do they dismount? They just jump. They're like, oh ah, I'm out of here. That's maybe the best part. Um, and I don't think I got it on video. Um, when they dismount, they literally are like <sighs> only way I can explain this. Did you ever watch Mad TV? Yes. Okay. Do you know Stuart on there? He's like, what I can do? <laughs> yes. Literally. I should have said no, off. so I could have gotten you to do more of an impersonation, but continue. <laughs> the goats literally will jump off and like do a little twist in the air when they jump. And you're just like, what are you doing? It's the best part. Cause you're just waiting for the jumping off of humans. It has to be the highlight of their day. <laughs> They're just so happy. <laughs> it's so funny. To- <laughs> the dismount is hilarious. I'd imagine so. They're like, look, we got all the. <laughs> now it's time for the dismount. Oh my god, it's hilarious. This is my moment. <laughs> look what I can do. <laughs> and then they just jump off. <laughs> uh, it's good times. This is this is this is fun. Um, this is the most interesting thing I've done in a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, man. <laughs> oh, I I appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing that with us. You know, anytime, Todd. I'm and, here for you. <laughs> and and I will um I will uh, at some point try this. I, I can't promise you it's gonna yes. be you know anytime soon, but uh, I will try this. Um, and there I'm sure there will be a, a plethora of stories that e- evolve out oh, of that. Oh, uh, entire show. About and this and time. you'll be you'll be you'll be back. Uh, and and we could talk yeah, about it. And you can one. ask me the questions. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, so um, I, I appreciate you coming on and, and getting us up to speed on the addition to the family and to uh, goat yoga and uh, you know do do something else weird and and we'll get you right back yeah. on the show anytime. You can always count on me to do something weird. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, Todd. That, that's, our, that's our number one chief weird correspondent, Dana. Everybody, everybody thank her. I told people that one day all her of my intrepid... weirdness would pay off. Yeah, this, yes, there you go. Her being the number one weird correspondent of random <laughs> thoughts and best regards um she went and she did goat yoga for uh-huh, us so uh-huh, we can't uh-huh. ask we can't ask <laughs> a goat to climb on her and chew her hair that is dedication and that is why we love Dana i love, Burger. You, I love, I love you. you too <laughs> all right well we'll go try not to you know let anything chew your hair and uh, yeah. we'll be talking to you real soon right. okay so all right thanks Steve. bye all right bye Hi, this is Matt Farragher. You might remember me from your visit to Epcot Center circa 2000-2001. I'd like to talk with you about my favorite brand of vegetarian chili, but first, let me tell you about my favorite podcast hosted by someone named Todd. 
You're listening to Random Thoughts and Best Regards, available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. Go listen and laugh. How do you throw a party in outer space? You plan it. All right, right now on Random Thoughts and Best Regards, it's time for everybody's favorite segment. That's right, it's the segment that's so easy you could do it while sitting on the toilet. It's time for Random Five. This week, please welcome into the show a gentleman who was back with us in season one, and he talked to us about theater and how it was uh, affected by the pandemic. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. My good friend, haven't heard from him from, for a minute. Well, I've actually heard from him, but haven't had him on the show in a minute. Welcome, Lewis. Hey, everybody. How I'm doing you, well, friend? Todd. How are you doing today? I, I, I am doing well. I'm thankful to have you here, and I am ready to pull let's, five questions. Let's do it. I'm sitting on this. Let's, let's do it. Do it. Here, we, here we go. All right. Number five. Would you rather have 10 hobbies or one passion? Ooh, uh, one passion. One passion. All right. Number four. If you could interview a firm... Wow, I can't talk today. If you could interview a famous person, who would you choose? Okay. Um, It's going to be a duo and it's going to be Daft Punk. Okay. I think nice. We we will okay. accept that. I feel that like counts. they're one person. The duo, they're, the duo count. Like it, yeah, right. It's exactly they they come <laughs> in tandem. So so there there you go. There you go. I like <laughs> I like that. Number three, Lewis. If you could be an Olympic athlete, in what sport would you compete? Uh, bobsled. Bobsled. Nice. Thanks, cool. Nice. Would you want to be the guy? Would you want to be the guy who pushes the sled and then jumps in, or I'm sure there's a technical um, name for the position? The yeah, I would sled, probably but... be the back, mainly because I am obsessed with the movie Cool Runnings and Sanka is the guy in the back. I was gonna say yes. I was gonna say. <laughs> oh my god, 100. percent I'll put the egg in my pants and everything. <laughs> yes. yes, love it, love it. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> All right, number two. Would you rather talk like Yoda or breathe like Ooh, Darth talk Vader? Talk like Yoda. Talk like yeah. Yoda. Okay. I feel like right now with the pandemic, I don't think breathing like Darth Vader is the right time. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> Valid. Good call. Good call. You might get some glances. Like, what the hell is with this guy? <laughs> you might. You might. You might get some glances and people. I know, and then I'm gonna be like, away. "It's all right, guys. Fiverr. I'm fine. Got it." oh god all right buddy you made it this far here we go number one if you could be in any tv sitcom which one would you choose oh man of course this would be the last one all right here we go um family matter and i would be be okay long lost brother there you go I love it. I, I'll tell you uh, just a, a quick story, and then I'll congratulate you on <laughs> competing, <laughs> completing random five. Um, my 
my son, TBS runs reruns Ooh. now of Family Matters in the morning. They've just they've recently shifted the time, so it's on a little early. But for a little while, it was like right in that uh, time window when my son was waking up uh-huh. and getting ready for school. So basically, he discovered Family Matters and oh. he loves it. Like, and I was like, That's it's so, so amazing. It's that very love this son without me even thrusting it upon you. I was oh. like. You are definitely. That's the same thing that happened to me growing up. I watched it during ABC Family reruns in the morning, getting ready for school, and that's how I fell in love with it. Nice. There, there you go. That was a a solid, solid choice, my man. So, hey, you did it. Oh yeah, random five. All right, buddy. It was it was a pleasure to have you on. Uh, let's let's get you back on soon uh, in an expanded role. We'll find something to talk about and uh, for sure, man. Thank you so much for having me. All right, catch you later. Be well. All right, right now on Random Thoughts and Best Regards, let's go welcome in one of my good friends. He is the Stevie Ray to my Booker T. Ladies and gentlemen, please (laughs) welcome back to the show, Maddie Matt. What's going on, birthday boy? Ah, just recovering. <laughs> I mentioned earlier, feeling forty-one today. <laughs> it is the the Lenten season for us Catholics. Us good, you know, yep. us good Catholics. It it is Lent. That's me. Good Catholic. Um, <laughs> there you go. Right. See, you just said you're helping yeah. your neighbor out. See, that's one of the commandments, right there. The good Catholic, <laughs> Maddie Matt. Um, but it is the Lenten season, and uh, so it's it's kind of fish season we'll call it um and and you are a bit of a connoisseur i didn't know this about you but this is another thing another thing that i just absolutely love about you um you are the connoisseur of the fast food fish sandwiches um so lay it on lay it on me buddy where 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 should i be going what am i missing out on tell me tell me on a friday where i should be going to get my fast food fish sandwich from one of the classics of course is I believe one of the originals being the silly McDonald's square fish sandwich, <laughs> which has okay. to be in the top three. And I'm not going to give it number one, but it's got to be in the top three. Okay. For you know, three. just its simplicity and its you know just traditional simplicity <laughs> of a oh man, I'm running around fish fish square, square on piece a bun. of fish square fish not <laughs> a bun, some fries and a coke it hits the spot. I mean, they're on the list mm-hmm. now. Other places have tried to step it up a bit, like they had uh, last mm-hmm. few years the chicken sandwich wars, where one company is yes. always trying to outdo the other company. But uh, I think it, mm-hmm. in a small way, they've had uh, to up their game with other with other restaurants. So I went to Arby's, which is. As you also know, is is one of my solid favorites. <laughs> they have the meats, and they have a fish sandwich. <laughs> so they do. Which yeah. I didn't know this until the other day when I saw the commercial. But yeah. I don't want to interrupt you. So go ahead, tell me about the Arby's fish sandwich. And should I be eating it? I'm going to give it the second ranking. On my- so okay, not bad. You know, pretty nice fish patty, great bun, and uh, there's no extra. There's no extras to it. You know, you got a little bit of lettuce. I don't think they had cheese okay. on there. But um, okay, some lettuce in a in a creamy part. Do you like your fish yeah. sandwich with yeah. cheese or? When okay. it's an option, it's it's preferred, of course. So, but okay. should also like preface it with you know I drive around a lot for my job, so I'm driving all over the Houston mm-hmm. area doing doing real estate inspections for people buying houses. So a lot of times I'm I need I need to grab something. 
on my way to my next one and just drive along and eat. So yeah. it's not like I'm sitting at home. I was like, well, you know what? I go run and get me one of those. <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm glad you clarified that because yeah, I could see how that would be. Uh, yes, this is some of this is yeah, out of exactly. He's out there working hard. Exactly. <laughs> so just running around, need to grab a bite to eat. But uh, I would say, if you are going and if you are looking for a a tasty Lenten fish sandwich, I would recommend the Wendy's fish sandwich. So. So I, again, here, I, I guess I just never paid attention as much. Cause again, like I said, I didn't realize Arby's and then you talked to me, but I, I go to, you talked about the chicken wars earlier. I mean, I just, I love the Wendy's spicy chicken oh, yeah. sandwich. So that's like my go, that is my like go-to thing, but I never realized I had a fish sandwich. I think they only do it seasonally at Wendy. I'm pretty sure okay. it's a seasonal thing with them, but, uh, okay. oh yeah, I, I will second that on their sandwich. They'll, I'll take mm-hmm. the Wendy's chicken sandwich to to the ring with other chicken sandwiches in the game absolutely uh, yep but uh now they do they do a pretty good job good sized piece of fish you got lettuce tomato, okay. you know cheese creamy tartare and mm-hmm, uh, the tartare as i think wendy's is uh probably of the of the fast food restaurants i think wendy's is one of the ones that i'll search out just overall okay. and their fish sandwich you know it it toes the line it's 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 a pretty good uh a tasty fish sandwich when you need one on a Friday. When you remember it's Friday and don't eat meat, which I think first <laughs> Friday can, can, it, uh, it can be a challenge for us sometimes. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh crap, it's Friday. I had bacon for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Literally, that happened the first the first Friday <laughs> this year. Said they're having breakfast. Well, that was tasty. Oh, look, it's lead. Oh, boy. So. Off to off to a rip roaring start. <laughs> yeah, great start. <laughs> but hey. I brought the subject up with my buddies. It was funny. Mm-hmm. My basically my fantasy football group of buddies that I grew up with. We just okay. keep the the conversation going. And I brought that mm-hmm. this subject up with them, and they ran with it too. Like this, just the the comment stream on our on our little text group was <laughs> kept going. They're like, man, what are you talking about? This place is better. And my one buddy had a good point. That it just straight up he goes, man. I don't know if Popeyes has a fish sandwich, but I already vote for their fish sandwich because of how good their chicken sandwich is. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's I, a pretty good point. I feel like they have to right now. I'm thinking about it now. I feel like they have to have a fish sandwich because I think they serve. It could be seasonal then with them too, but I'm pretty sure they serve fish sticks like or fish strips. So I'm pretty sure so. they probably do have a chicken sandwich. I mean, a fish I'll sandwich. I'll get back to you on have that you, one. There you go. We got well. See, we got some research. Yeah. I might, if I'm swinging by a Popeyes, I might, I might check it out as well. Um, I already got my work cut out for me with Arby's and Wendy's because now I have to try mm-hmm. these. Um, have you, have you had a, a bad one someplace where you were just like, uh, yeah? No, I wouldn't. I no, wouldn't okay. say one that's made the bad list. You know? Okay. Nothing. So disappointing. Well, 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 thanks. I, I think uh, this was some some good good research work done by it, you. Um, go to Wendy's. And, and it, so, so Wendy's. So so if 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 you have your choices and like all these places are, are in a row, if it's a Wendy's or Arby's or McDonald's, uh, you should start at the top of yeah, Wendy's. Yeah. That's what you're telling so. me. Yeah. All right. All right. That that sounds good. Uh, thank you, buddy. For there's there's a lot of Catholics that I'm out yeah. there that I'm sure are going to thank you, or just a lot of people who like fish in general. Who are gonna thank you for? Uh, you know that that's right. That was that. a tasty fish sandwich at the Wendy's. 
<laughs> yes, I'm sure there are many people who are going to listen to this and and say those exact words. Um, you you mentioned your uh, fantasy football group and kind of the text chain that you have going there, and uh, a few of your friends were back on uh, last season, and uh, we were talking about the Cleveland Browns. Um, talk to me about your Browns, buddy. A phenomenal season. Um, I got notes somewhere because. I had to make notes. Um, let's talk about your Browns, man. Finished 11-5 yeah. on, on the season, uh, tied for second with Baltimore in the NFC South. Uh, they had two four-game win streaks. Uh, they defeated the Steelers 48-37 in a wild-card game and then uh, lost to the Chiefs in uh, the divisional round 22-27, to but a game um, where – it, the score shows you it was close, but also, you know, that was a good Chiefs team that um, the Browns played very physical with and uh, kind of did a number on Mahomes there. It might have even kind of given Tampa Bay uh, somewhat of a, 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 a insight on, on how to play against them. Um, how you feeling, man, after this season? <laughs> like we touched on with Ball State. It's like every <laughs> crappy stuff going on. And then there's this, like, Jesus, man, the Browns are good this year. <laughs> like they're a legitimate team to watch. Yeah. They had, like you said, four or two four-game win streaks, and just you know everything started to come together with the new coaching staff. Is I think the key to it. I mean, they've had mm-hmm. these pieces, and, and uh, Coach Stefanski's just man, that guy's a pro. You yeah. can tell the difference. I mean, he's been in coaching in the NFL for like 15 years, mm-hmm. and now he gets to move up. He seems to. I, I think it all starts there with with that hire. Because I'd agree. He, yep. he already had. I mean, I mean, God bless Freddie Kitchens. They never should have put him in that situation last mm-hmm. year by making him the head coach. He just, he just wasn't ready. He, he was, he was in over his head. So, I mean, I cussed him out last year, up and down, <laughs> calls. But it's like, you know, not entirely his fault. They shouldn't have put him in that situation. But with Stefanski coming in, it just got everything clicking. And and honestly, they were the offense, the defense. I mean, we need some work, but it was just infinitely better and it was like watching like we've commented with a couple of my buddies it's like it's like watching a real professional football team now yeah where it's it's put together and it's clicking and it's funny yesterday after i got done cooking and we're sitting around eating eating our burgers that we were grilling and uh on the dvr i still have (laughs) at uh cleveland browns wild card game where we beat the we beat the Steelers on my DVR. I kept it on there. Right. We're sitting there rewatching that game. I was like, oh. "How how nuts were you going oh, in that game? Like, <laughs> like right from the jump? I mean, you guys jumped out all over Pittsburgh. I like, just couldn't. How how <laughs> how like insane said, were you going? From yeah, the first you... play, just mm-hmm. what the? <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it, uh, Chris Collinsworth was calling the game. I think we were up by. I think we were up 28 nothing, and he made an absolute valid point during the game. He goes, there is not a single fan in Cleveland that is comfortable right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, Honestly, it's just happened so many times. It's like, man, we get to a rocking start, and then, well, of course we lost to the Steelers because that's mm-hmm. what we do after blowing a 28-point lead. So I honestly was not comfortable, I think, until like the last <laughs> of the game when yeah. it finally had I think it was a, a final turnover towards the end of the game there that was when I finally started to hoot and holler and, and believe you know that we were gonna win it was funny I'd watching the game with my folks my mom's friend text goes how's Matt how's Matt holding it together is he losing it <laughs> <laughs> he's just 
she told me about this later uh-huh. but she goes no it's kind of eerie he's he's not even like <laughs> he's not even I don't want to say not enjoying it but he's sitting there and he's just still so tense that it's just like watching and holding on like oh how are we gonna blow it how's it gonna happen yeah waiting for it to happen that never did which is a, a great relief but uh, of course I've got a couple of Pittsburgh buddies mm-hmm. from growing up but also from down here because there's Pittsburgh fans everywhere so yeah got a chance to you know razz them a rub bit. it in a little good yeah. job I don't I don't think I crossed the line but do you you, you rub it in you, you rub it in more to the Cowboys fans right than you would oh god yeah because okay. <laughs> living down here I mean they're fun folks and everything but mm-hmm. boy do they think they're great yeah and they're they're, they're gonna tell you all about it so with <laughs> that uh we talked about that in the last podcast. I got yep. big dinners coming my way from my country. <laughs> about that, just I, I kind of rub it in on them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I like to tell them, well, now that the Browns are America's team, uh, <laughs> they don't like hearing that one. So give them a give them a back and forth. They can yeah. they can take it. Just it was just you know a ray of a ray of hope. Uh, you know a nice thing going on when all of the things in the world were going you know bad mm-hmm. in december you know yeah browns freaking going on to the playoffs beating the steelers back to back you know getting in the playoffs and then ball state going into the bowl game and the championship game is this is a pretty great december good, like, good. like football wise so, good december good december to be met yeah <laughs> good sports december yeah it was pretty great man so it was a nice change of pace other than you know humming into the last couple games of the years like well okay we only got to do this like two more times and then the season's done but yeah. it was it was a nice change of pace from from years past that's for sure i think I think it could be I definitely think the wild card game was a huge building block for the Browns in the sense that um, I think it will have them possibly believe and it does also show that this season certainly wasn't a fluke or a soft schedule or anything of that nature I mean they went in they took care of business against Pittsburgh so that only not that not only shows the outside fans and viewers that this is a a good team on the rise but I think it also will show that locker room but I think even more so again you know the loss stings to Kansas City but to go in and have that just even be to advance to the second round of the playoffs and to have a close game against the team that went to the Super Bowl in the AFC the defending champions I think it's just going to go a lot further uh in your team's confidence for for next year and I I think I mean you guys again like you said with Stefanski you you seem to be I don't want to jinx it for you but you seem definitely be a team on the rise in the AFC what if anything Matt would you like to see is there anything you'd like to see happen in the offseason for the Browns to either possibly further this or bolster the roster or is there anything that you are looking at that maybe you'd like to see the Browns do in the offseason kind of hoping that they uh, tighten up on defense maybe pick up okay. their, uh, either in the draft or trade or, or free agent pick up uh, probably another good corner we've had some injuries you know with Ward mm-hmm. and um who else was out? I think Greedy Williams was out like the whole year. Basically, like some guys in our secondary. I'd like to see them improve in the secondary. Maybe get uh, improve at safety along mm-hmm. those lines. Because I don't know that we need anything on offense, to be honest. Yeah, our backfield yeah. is a, a two-headed monster. We've got a legitimate quarterback who's finding his own. You know, coming into his fourth 
fourth year for Baker. Yeah, so, fourth, yeah, yep, yeah. Fourth. So our offense, I think the offense is is taken care of, and mm-hmm. uh, especially with the unsung hero from a lot of our like Brown standpoints with with uh, with Landry with Jarvis. Yeah, Jarvis Landry. I think for you guys. I <laughs> yeah. think he was uh, a culture changer when he first yeah. got there. I mean, you can look back; they were on. Uh, when they were on hard knocks even when he first mm-hmm. got there i think though like some folks will show back or, or clip go back to a clip on that where he's in the receiver's room and just you know setting the tone i think he does that i think mm-hmm. he's continued to do that and, and set a, a great example and he's just a dog you know he's out there he's playing with busted ribs and all kinds of injuries but he's out there and he's just going so i think that was a big culture change and it's going to keep like you said the end of the year there's a lot of momentum there for the players mm-hmm. and also for people to they may not care about the browns but now they've got to look at it like man i think they've got things starting to click yeah up there uh and that division is going to be freaking tough mm. so i mean i i would love for the steelers to be awful but they're not you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're and, They'll click. They'll figure out. They'll figure out their salary cap. Yeah, they'll, they'll even it. if Roethlisberger goes, they'll bring somebody else in. And yeah, they, I mean, I'd love. To they won't be down for bad, long if they are. But they're not. They're not going to be bad. Gonna, yeah, but it's going to be a tough division, and they're definitely making people pay attention. You know, it's not just going to be a not just going to be able to walk over the Browns. Yeah. which is a, yeah. it's a nice change um, <laughs> and 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 well well deserved for you know like i said before on the show a really loyal uh fan base um what do you guys do with obj do you want to see beckham stay go what's your what's your thoughts on that man i think he's really freaking talented mm-hmm. and can do probably more than just about any receiver out there there's folks talking you know well, since he got hurt, our offense has been so much better. Are we better without him? It's like, mm. stop it. Stop. <laughs> he's, a, he's a premier wide receiver. I mean, he's yeah. a diva and can cause some drama, but what do you expect? You knew that when you were when you picked him up, that he's kind of like that. They're, they're yeah. not better without him. You know, okay. that, that, that whole idea, you know, I just can't get behind that. It was the first couple of mm-hmm. games. And after a while, you could see that the offense started finding their rhythm and the receivers and Baker were, you know, getting on time with each other and knowing each other a little bit better and where they're going to be and how it's going to run. So that's what that's why they kept getting better after he got hurt early on is because they were finding, you know, what worked for them. For them, yeah. And it was all starting to come together for him. But yeah, I'd love to see him back and uh, make some pretty great plays. Cause you got him and you got uh, Hollywood Higgins, and then we talked about Jarvis. So, I mean, our receiving core, we've got some pretty good guys. Our backfield, like we said, it's yeah. two edit monster. Our there's we're probably one of the best offensive lines, which is where it all really starts. Yeah. I mean, those guys, they're just mowing down the field. So, there's a real solid base there on that offense, which is which is exciting. For you know, it's nice to be optimistic now. There you go. <laughs> there, there's definitely optimism going into next season for the for the Browns. Um, I, I definitely think, um, you know, I keep saying, obviously, 
the Chiefs are still going to be the Chiefs. Um, but then again, I, I think you, you know you've got to look at at Buffalo, mm-hmm. you know, and then right right in the rearview mirror, I, I don't think Cleveland and Miami are far behind uh-huh. either. So you know, there's uh, there's a lot of optimism. I think you guys, uh, again, like I said, you guys are going uh, in the right direction, and I think you're going to be there for uh, you're going to be in that AFC picture there for a little bit. It's going to be a crowded picture, yeah. I think. Um, but you guys AFC's will definitely be, be in, in the picture there. Like, yeah, we're going to have a lot of talent out there, and get, like, what do we lost to? Kansas City. Of course, I wanted us mm-hmm. to win. Did I expect us to win? No. Mm-hmm. When we lost, was I super down? I was like, man, we should be going on. No. I mean, I wasn't really let down. I didn't. Yeah. We, I think we played that game a lot closer than most people thought we would. You really did. Like, honestly, <laughs> I have to, you, you, you guys really did. Um, and I think, again, that's why I said that earlier. I think that's going to be huge for you guys going into, into mm-hmm. next year. Again, not only, you know, the, the great the 11 and five season, the 11 and five record is great, but you know, sometimes if you go in and you flame out in that, that first round of the wild card, maybe it doesn't mean as much, but I mean, you, you knocked off the, I mean, you, you kicked the Steelers ass essentially. Um, and then you went in and you, you put up, I mean, again, you can, you know, you can make the joke that for years, nobody has really taken the Browns seriously. Again, very different team this year, but you went in and, and you gave the chiefs pretty much everything that they wanted and then so uh you know and they were able to get out with the w um again you know just uh, whether it be championship experience or just you know veteran but uh, i think it's gonna i think that's gonna go a long way for you guys coming up here though in the in the future i think that's that was a big building block that game Mm -hmm. well buddy uh let's go and move on to one of our uh favorite pastimes here um, one that I haven't had so much luck with <laughs> as of late, but uh, you've been you've been on a roll. It wouldn't be a segment with you if we didn't go ahead and talk about our latest Marshall's find. Oh yeah. So my so my good friend, uh, I, I know you've been on a little bit uh, of a roll lately. Tell me about your uh, recent shopping adventures in Marshall's. <laughs> oh yeah, we had a we had a pretty good run there. Like I was saying, I, I'm driving around all the time around the mm-hmm. Houston area, so. Every now and then I'll have some time to kill. So I'll pop into Marshall's and you know, just to see what's going on or Marshall's or Ross. And they're basically the same store. But uh, basically, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but whenever they have uh, uh, sports wise, we'll keep it in the sports vein. But whenever, okay. you know, teams change their, their uniforms or um, change the design, man, load it up at Marshall's. You're going to have these, <laughs> these jerseys from, shoot, a couple years ago I walked in. And they had like freaking hundred dollar Browns jerseys for like twelve dollars because the Browns changed their uniform because <laughs> the font changed. Yeah, <laughs> something small like that. Yeah. And uh, I walked in there and I was just there with my girlfriend at the time. I see this lady; she's got like three Browns jerseys in her cart. Stop! Where'd you get those? <laughs> and that's kind of where it started. Was yeah. with, and with then, that. then then Matt quickly walked briskly walked to that yes, section. I did. <laughs> but this year it was uh, um, with baseball. It was was it last year they switched from Majestic to to Nike. To Nike, so that yeah. loaded up the the Marshalls and, and Ross with uh, just about every team, you know. And uh, recently walked into I sent you the pictures. Walked into walked into the Marshalls one morning, killing about a half an hour, and they had a like a legit. MLB Noah Syndergaard uh, jersey, like an authentic, stone on everything, mm-hmm. and it was like fourteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't oh, beat no. that, especially if it's stitched. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just that alone. 
but um, yeah. I passed on that one, and I, I told you about that yeah. kind of regretting it. That was a, that was a Mets jersey, New York Mets yeah, jersey. Yeah, New York Mets. And uh, I'm not a Mets <laughs> fan, really, by any stretch. But I saw the jersey, and I'm walking along. I was like, "Holy crap!" And I was crossing my fingers that it was like a Pete Alonso jersey because I really do like mm. him. Uh, yes, Matt's Matt. For for those of you listening, Matt's giving me homework. If there's ever a Pete Alonso jersey <laughs> in Marshalls, I am to buy it. For <laughs> but uh, yeah, I passed up on that one, and I ended up back up in that area, and uh, I was kind of go back. It's like I'm gonna get that stupid jersey, and mm-hmm. uh, I actually got myself kind of turned around, and I didn't go to the same one. Like I typed it into the directions of find it along the way to okay. my inspection, and I ended up going to a different place. And uh, it worked out even better. Like, I walked in there. <laughs> I just rolled in there and made my turn going towards the men's section. And I'm looking, and there's, a, there's like, really nice Astros jerseys, two of them. And uh, they're, like, also all sewn on, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, real good fabric, you know. And there's no name on the back, which is which is okay. That's nice. Better. You, you don't have to worry about anybody ever being yeah, traded. Exactly. <laughs> and they weren't some crazy size like 4XL or anything. They were, yeah. they were XL, just like a normal size shirt. And they had two of them and it worked out perfect mm-hmm. because I got, I grabbed both of them and then uh, I gave one to my mom for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Look at you. A killer, um, killer day at the, uh, the Marshall hunting. So that was my my most recent one find and it's funny i was wearing uh yesterday i went and hung out with some friends then i had uh mm-hmm. just a uh red adidas like zip up and yeah. uh they're talking like, oh man that's nice and it was like how much how much you get that for and i told him about you know i go marshall's hunt <laughs> yeah buddy <laughs> and kind of had the same conversation with them and they're like get out of here and he's like how much you pay for that and it's like 20 bucks that's a that's a damn good find he goes, it's not even my best that's right <laughs> that's, that's right find. we are we are we are proud. Some people, some people like to go hunting and fishing and hang their trophies on the wall. Matt, I like to go to market. Tell you how much I didn't pay for hang our, Yeah, hang hang our trophies in the closet. Uh, yeah, and I mean, you've been on a roll, and and you've been sending me the pictures, which I really appreciate. And I told you that kind of led me the other day, uh, and I was like, well, I'm gonna go. Kind of did the same thing, not turned not turned around directionally but i was like well you know what i'm gonna go to this other marshall's today because it's usually less crowded on a saturday or whatever not not my normal one um so i did that and all i wound up with was socks um so it was a really disappointing you gotta keep going back out there the next time it was a really disappointing marshall's run i was like oh man it's like now i gotta tell matt all i found socks. um but you know good days and bad days you're not always gonna win um gotta get back out there because you don't know what you're gonna find that next day it's gonna turn the corner and there's gonna be a a peter alonso jersey you could then do that (laughs) there you go i'm i'm all over it buddy um well matt i appreciate you coming on and uh spending some time with us and uh, really talking about fish sandwiches and your marshall's finds was an absolute joy and conversations that i feel only we could have um, which is why you're so valuable to this show um but uh, i appreciate you having i appreciate having you on and uh, again Happy birthday to you. I hope you had a great day, and uh, we'll get you back on soon, buddy, uh, all right? Pleasure. It was great talking to you again, Todd. Uh, all right. We'll do it again real all soon, right, buddy. All right. Good. All right, you too. Hi, 
am Dana, and you might remember me from such random thoughts and best regards episodes as the Great British Bake Off and Explaining True Crime. Todd is as handsome as they come and has a voice to match, and you're listening to Random Thoughts and Best Regards. Listen to in over a dozen countries on Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. Go listen, laugh. All right, well, right now on Random Thoughts and Best Regards, I've... uh... Pushed it off as long as I could, but I have no other choice anymore. So, self-admittedly, she's the worst. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to our show. I'm just kidding, of course. Please give her a rousing welcome as Baronice makes her return to Random Thoughts and Best Regards. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me back again. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to call you Bean Easy. Is that okay? Bean easy. <laughs> no, that sounds weird. Like, no. You can do Baronese or no. or Nisi is fine. I go by Nisi as well. I'm just I'm just gonna call you Baronese. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna try to be a cool kid. I'm just gonna call you I'm just gonna call you Baronese. Um, but you are the worst. Um, <laughs> can can I explain to everybody why you're self admittedly the worst? Yeah, it is kind of a funny story. You okay, uh, apparently apparently, um, you sometimes read messages register in your brain what the message said and then think you responded to said person and then never did correct do i have that right you you do or like (laughs) i'll open it and i go to respond and then i just don't and then i'm like oh i'll get back to it in like 10 minutes and then like i never get back to it like a week later seriously so i saw a message on my messenger one time from facebook this was maybe like three or four months ago from someone that messaged me from 2012 (laughs) (laughs) because i responded to like his his like story or whatever it was and i was like how did i not see this message from 2012 and i'm like oops so better late better late than never right maybe (laughs) yeah but it's fine now he's okay it's okay okay so does that work out well for you sometimes or not so much i mean if it's something that's like really really urgent then i i do try to like respond immediately because i know my habits and i won't get back to it um but i try to like go through at the end of the day usually with like my tech i was gonna say you have to prioritize in your mind yeah right? like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna respond to this person this person not it's so the much messenger regular. it's the the facebook messenger yeah, one i get that <laughs> okay I, I get that. So, um, how were your holidays? Holidays were really good. Um, I have like shared custody with my son's father, so I had him for Christmas this year, and that was a lot of fun. Um, and then New Year's didn't really like go out or anything. Just had a little bonfire with a couple friends, and that was about it. Nice. I had uh, mentioned at the top of the show that this was the first time in Jonah's life that I was able to be home for New Year's Eve with him. Him and I have never spent New Year's Eve together because normally work-wise, that's a big night for me. And I'm always working like, you know, 12, 14-hour days. So it was a lot of fun. We had uh, New Year's Eve together and then kind of exactly you and I in the same boat, similar situations with the custody. Um, I do Christmas Eve because traditionally that's the bigger one for my family. Um, so we do Christmas Eve with him and then he goes Christmas Day by his mom. So, but uh, yeah, good times. We made the best of it. So nice. Yeah. Good thing. So that was one positive 2020 brought. <laughs> you got to be it, home for New Year. Exactly. 
Yes, right. That was that was very positive. One of the reasons why you're you're the worst um, is you were supposed to appear on this show once before. It didn't happen because you took like a 14 hour nap. Um, but then you did you, you did show up for a random five episode, which was great. So so we appreciate you for that. But but originally, when I had planned to have you on, um, it was kind of in the shadow shortly after um, the actor Chad Mc, Chadwick Boseman had passed away. Um, mm-hmm. I know you were a big fan. I know you like a lot of his movies. Um, shocking, obviously, uh, you know, at a young age, but I believe it was 43. So, yeah. Right? Or 42, yeah, 43. honestly. Um, it's irony. Your, yeah, uh, you know what? I think you might be right. I think I think he was 42 because I think you're right because I'm I'm thinking about it now. I'm I'm 43 and uh Kobe and, and Chadwick Boseman were both tough losses for me this year mm-hmm. because of the age. Yeah. Um being so so close to me also makes me uh go to the doctor a lot and get checkups to make sure everything's good um but again shocking death um none of i i would assume you didn't have did you have any incl- i mean it was such a well hidden so i remember was this was like it was months you know before his, his passing and it might have even been like a year before um there was that live or like some instagram video that he did and he was so skinny on there and I remember my brother and I talking about that and I was like, you know, it could be for a movie, but I was like, I don't really know. It doesn't like I didn't hear anything about, you know, he's losing all this weight for this big, you know, role coming up because normally they'll they'll put that in the media. So I was like, well, maybe he is kind of mm-hmm. sick or something, but just left it at that, you know, never really brought anything else up and never heard anything else um, until his, his passing. Um, so I'm, I'm obviously it came, came as a shock to all of us. Um, so screen rant recently ranked, um, uh, his movies, uh, from the best to worst in their opinion. Uh, I'm going to go through a few of these cause I'm just curious. I, like I said, I know you were a fan. I know you've seen a lot of his movies. Um, so I'm going to ask you, and then you could tell me if yours differs from what they, um, I'm going to read you the top 10 and then I'm going to ask you, uh, we'll go with the top five to see if your top five okay. differs from what they have. Um, so again, this comes from Screen Rant and this is a ranking of Chadwick Boseman's um, movies. Uh, again, passing away earlier this year. Uh, so number 10 is 21 Bridges. Number nine is Avengers Endgame. Number eight, Captain America Civil War. Number seven, Avengers Infinity War. Number six, The Five Bloods. Now we get into the top five. Uh, number five is one of, uh, not one of, it is my favorite movie of his, uh, and that is Get On Up, and it came out in 2014, and he played James Brown. Thought he did a fabulous job. Loved the movie overall, but also his acting was great in that movie, but a great, a great story. Um, number four, Marshall. This was in 2017, and he played Thurgood Marshall in this one. Number three, one that I know you're a big fan of, 42, came out in 2013. He played Jackie Robinson. Uh, I agree. Also a great movie. Uh, I think I told you in the past, it had Nicole Behar in it, so that was an easy sell for me because I love her. So I agree. That was a good movie. I still personally like Get Up, uh, Get On Up better. Number two, one that I haven't seen, but I do want to see, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. He played a character named Levi, and that was uh, probably, I'm assuming, his last movie because that was in 2020. And then number one, of course, Black Panther in 2018. 
So I'm going to ask you, that's how Screen Rant ranked them. What are your top five? If you can't get five, that's fine. Or what are your top um, I definitely agree guys. with Black Panther being number one. Like, I, I definitely do. Um, okay. Number two is going to be 42 for me. Absolutely loved it. Okay. Um, it's not, Marshall was good too. So maybe I'll do that five. I didn't see Get On Up, so I can't give a, 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 a I, I do, well, you I got, do. You got homework. You got homework um, now. But another one that I liked was I think it's a message from a message from the king or a message from king or something like that. It was on like Netflix. Okay. I really mm-hmm. loved that one. Um, so I don't know if I can put that in in the top five since it wasn't in the top ten, but I did <laughs> like that one. And then maybe I'll group all of like the Aven- Avengers, the Captain America one. Like I'll group those together. <laughs> Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. I was kind of laughing when I realized that those, <laughs> like, each one of those took up three three places. And then, I mean, Black Black Panther, yeah. I under, that should stand alone, and I I understand why that's number one. Um, um, so yeah, and that's just crazy because again, too, like that was such that was such a um, mm-hmm. that movie was important for so many reasons, um, which of course makes his his death even more tragic because um, we don't know what's going to happen oh. next. Um, with that that series, um, you know, I know they're working on it, but we don't know what's going to happen um, next. So we'll see what the future is for Black Panther. But uh, again, in 2018, that movie was uh, so so very important. Um, so that that's pretty much all I had for you. Um, um, is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't think about? so. Okay. I mean, we can talk about your second year's losing this weekend because that's going to happen. But. <laughs> hang up <laughs> thank you for having me <laughs> i don't think so i mean i don't know who knows crazy things happen in the playoffs you're right i i'm i'm gonna be i'm yep i'm gonna be honest with you i'm i'm I, I have to be confident, but I don't like the fact that we're playing you guys for a third time and we've already beat you twice. And I also cannot, as, as, as much crap as I talk about the Suckineers and as much as I, you know, have so many of you lovely Buccaneer cheerleader friends, uh, I cannot have the Buccaneers and Drew Brees' <laughs> career. Uh, and the other team can beat the Saints, but I cannot have Drew Brees' career end with a loss I to can. the Buccaneers. So, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> It'll you know, be a good game. I mean, it always you know, is. We're, you, we're have, you have two greats that are going to battle it out again, and that'll be nice. But I'm, I'm hoping, obviously, we pull out that W. We will. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see about that. We'll, we'll see about that. Um, also, you're, you're the worst to um, because you're when I when I referenced uh, 1996 <laughs> the other day and you told me you were eight. <laughs> if we were on the phone then, I would have hung up on you. Yeah, I was yeah. I was a youngin then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know what, Baroness, you you may not be the worst. Um, I don't I'm know what you are, but you're you're not the worst. <laughs> as I told you, as I told you, well. <laughs> as, as i told you the other day you are you are the sun and, and i am just a planet orbiting around you so um it is it is always a well I guess always a yeah it's always a 
<laughs> thank you thank you for being a good sport honestly it is always a pleasure having you on thanks again for coming by and joining yeah us. thanks for and, having uh, me I would. i'd love to come back again all righty thank you all right always a pleasure okay, go, get your, go get your new phone store still open <laughs> All right, I'm going to be honest with you. When I went ahead and um, decided to do this segment, it was under the full knowledge that I had no topic. I had no nothing. Um, I just wanted to get this guy on and just figured it was going to turn into a bullshit session. Because to be quite honest, if there's two people who can bullshit themselves through a segment, it is definitely Sol and I. So his, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I think I think uh, October might have been like the last time he was on. But please welcome back to Random Thoughts and Best Regards, the one and only, my broadcast partner, a man who is probably largely responsible for this show even still currently happening. Welcome Saul into the show. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Hey, that's a big, big hey, round buddy. of applause. <laughs> What's, What's going up, on? What Good to hear on, your Sal? voice. Same, same. It's great to hear yours, man. It's been uh, it has been a minute. It has been a minute. It, it has been a minute. Now, I mean, uh, we've been in contact with each other, but this, you know, this is the first yeah. time we've we've been <laughs> able to, uh, to to get you you back on the show. Um, so let me just let me explain how this all happened. When I was like, so basically, which was great, you put out a, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but you put out a Twitter post the other day, and it was essentially saying, hey, um, I'm available for podcasts. Um, now, granted, I'm sure you were probably trying to fry bigger fish with that post but when i read no. it i was like well if you're not doing anything this weekend buddy um got a slot um but uh dude this, this is this is the exact fish i wanted to fry Just don't worry you're good did you tell me yesterday that you were going baseball and basketball card hunting so <laughs> is that what, that's what you told me, right? I just want to make, which yes, is cool. I don't. Yes, I'm not so, saying it in a negative way. I just I want to hear the story. No, I, I, I know there's a story, so I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny enough, um, again, you know, due to the pandemic, it's uh, it's kind of put a spotlights on certain uh, things okay. uh, or hobbies or, or activities that people uh, can get into. Um, because you know you're either at home or you're uh, going. You, you got to go shopping for groceries or essential, essential things, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, now I'm not saying that uh, baseball cards, and basketball cards are an essential. Hey, thing. you know, to each his own, buddy. <laughs> they just have to. They just happen to be right by the registers. And there you go. <laughs> so hey, it is what it is. But um, I've been I've been collecting sports cards, uh, man, almost all my okay. life. I, well since i was a kid for sure, sure. I, i've been just a uh I, I like i just love collecting things in mm -hmm. general i so in third grade in the bronx my mrs haas my third grade teacher i'll never forget her um for some reason she just got me on this kick of like collecting stamps okay and that was my big uh first Very thing cool. you know this <laughs> this little dominican kid <laughs> in the bronx <laughs> And it's you know I could collection. see I could see you walking into the stamp shop because and I know and I'm assuming again like you said the Bronx me in New, Jer in New Jersey they used to have like these stores I don't know if they you know we we're in Florida now I don't know if they but up north they used to have these stores where it was literally like a coin stamp and baseball card store yes and you yes, could yes. Walk in. <laughs> they always smelled they always had this smell to them um, yes and yes, there was an old yes. guy behind the counter but yeah they always had these so I just I just Ooh, pictured was... little 
I just pictured little Saul walking into the store. Sorry, continue. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, dude, trust me. It was, uh, you know, all sorts of Abe Lincoln stamps <laughs> and stuff I had, you know. I mean, I, I just thought it was the coolest thing. And, and I think that's maybe, that was kind of like what sparked this whole uh, kind of collection or collector whatever mm-hmm. thing that I have with, with fascinating you know I have a million pops um, really okay that I mean like so well I don't have, I'd probably say I, I I probably have maybe close to 100 okay. um and that's nothing compared to some people but mm, yeah for me I mean it's like my own little collection you know I've got mm. a I've got a, a pudge like a pudge Rodriguez okay baseball um a Walt Frazier signed jersey a Orlando City uh soccer um, the Orlando City uh, Soccer Club, their uh, of the soccer ball from their inaugural year. Of the okay, MLS. Oh, that's cool. So Kakasik, the entire team signed mm. that. Um, I've got a. I'm looking around in my my little office room because this is mostly <laughs> where I keep everything. Okay. Uh, my Liverpool uh, Liverpool jersey signed by the team from the 2014 uh, 2015 season. Um, so I, I just have a lot of things, um, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar autographed little basketball. I, I did mm-hmm. a lot of stuff for NBA uh, All-Star Weekend in 2012. True, and, I remember And got that. to get mm-hmm. some memorabilia that way. So, you know, anyways, I, I just love collecting uh, all sorts of sports memorabilia or, or history, historical, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Artif- I, don't, I don't even know what to call it. Artifacts, you can go artifacts, pieces. Yeah. 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 But uh, I, I guess this resurgence uh, because of the pandemic, um, a lot of people are starting to buy up these cards, not to mention mm-hmm. uh, like Zion Williamson, uh, Ja Morant, uh, as of late, like the two big rookies in the NBA. And then if you mm-hmm. want to go to uh, the MLB in baseball, uh, you know, with like um, Aaron Judge and, and the Mike Trout, even though Mike Trout's been in the league for a while, but yeah, these still... cards are like skyrocketing in value. It's out of control. Um, certain ones and you know from our area from our from our era uh michael jordan cards and kobe cards especially um have just gone through the roof um okay. i don't know if you've noticed luka Dantich, uh one of one rookie cards sold for four million dollars how about uh, two weeks ago or something how about Shaq? because i'm sitting on a ton of Shaq rookie cards and alonzo so that, those, whole, those are, that whole those 92 are, class yeah. i'm sitting on a ton of those rookie cards yeah so the one the thing is especially if they're tops then, uh, then, then they're they're gonna be worth a couple hundred right now. I got, um, I got tops, you know, upper deck, the, pinnacle. <laughs> I got so many. Yep, top pinnacle is a big one. So yep. anything tops, okay. uh, upper deck, pinnacle, uh, especially back then, uh, was huge. I know now, um, the only people uh, doing basketball cards are Panini, like NBA hoops, but okay. they're owned by Panini. Okay. Uh, and tops is a big one for for any for baseball in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of like Tom Brady rookies, Joe Burrow rookie cards, all these. You know, all these certain pieces for some reason now are just like skyrocketing in value and people are buying them up. Now, I think maybe it's because when we were younger and it was a big deal, um, you know, like we didn't have the money to spend on them that much. So we got yeah. them. now that we're old enough to spend money on this stuff. It's made a, a resurgence. And it's like, oh, hey, I can afford now to buy like the $40 box instead of like yeah. the $5 So, pack. okay. So you, I think you just answered the question, but how much does a pack go for now? So funny enough, I'm opening up a, a top baseball pack right now. I love that. <laughs> so so and, interactive um, in the show. I love it. Yeah, I got it. Uh, the He's a professional, ladies and gentlemen. Are, oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> single packs are anywhere from I want to say like five bucks to, to seven or eight dollars, depending on. Damn, on I was like, 
Yeah. I think it was like I mean, Tops I think was always like a dollar. Don Ross was like a dollar fifty, and then Upper Deck was like two bucks when I was a kid. Oh, brother, it's a, <laughs> it's a whole new world right now. Um, and then you can buy like boxes, and it depends again, anywhere from ten, fifteen. Uh, they'll go to twenty, forty, uh, you know, sixty dollars. What's it's, what's? But that's the way. What I was gonna say. What's your strategy? So, like yesterday when you went to Target, what was your? Were you going for a box or were you going? Uh... Yeah. So I'm I'm usually just going for the boxes because mm-hmm. you're you're guaranteed like a specialty kind of card in the box. Okay. Um, but besides that, I, the real thing is you want to go for since it's 2021 right now. Uh, you want to look for the the year before uh, okay. cards because they're still out there. Like, you know, people haven't bought them or they're still like in the back of Target and stock okay. that the vendor needs to come and put out, but they just have not done that. Um, so I would, you know, yeah, prefer getting getting the boxes if you can and stick to like, uh, you know, stick to the big names um, with tops and, and panini only like those two are the are the big one like tops chrome okay for some reason those specifically are like just worth a lot more money mm. but um but yeah i, I don't know i just kind of got got back into this little kick and, and started looking at my cards I, I found um i found a couple cards that i have that i've had all my life i mean a couple jordan cards i have are worth a couple grand cool um but you got to get them graded, mm-hmm. uh, sent out. You know, you got to make sure that whatever they're centered and all this stuff. Yeah. I've got a Mark Jackson card, NBA hoops. Mark yeah. Jackson, <laughs> right. The big, the only reason that card is valuable and worth anything is because the Menendez brothers. Yes. Front yes, row. I know exactly <laughs> what card you're talking about. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. I love that you have. So that. it's what? Yeah, it's wild. But that's that's kind of all I, I've been doing the last. Uh, couple weeks has kind of just been telling my buddies too hey keep a lookout at target if you see them uh because people are uh buying them all okay. up the minute they they go out there um i've got a buddy that works at the target at millennia mm-hmm. and um they had the section roped off he said in the morning while the vendor guy was putting everything up and then they limited people for like only three items uh wow purchase like per person yeah because people are just going crazy over this stuff um and pokemon cards too yeah i don't know know anything about pokemon cards i know they had a resurgence i know my son i mean jonah is into pokemon but not the card aspect of it like he just he just watches the movies and the cartoons um but i did read the other day that pokemon cards all of a sudden have had this big resurgence yeah it's i mean it's it's wild to me but um hey whatever you know i i'm just thinking it really is kind of brought up brought out because of uh you know you're kind of thinking maybe i want some extra cash mm-hmm. you know here now i'm thinking like man i've been sitting on these cards for so long what am i really going to do with them um you got to kind of it's almost like uh, the stock market yeah. as well you got to know when to cash yeah. in you know so i feel like now it's kind of one of those uh times to yeah i mean if, it, if the market's peaking again yeah you know exactly and and just try to try to make a little money on the side i mean kobe bryant rookie cards are going for forty thousand dollars i like it's insane that is crazy so yeah i i I have three kobe Uh, rookie cards yeah um listen if i could get anybody to give me one thousand (laughs) dollars right like for one in a heartbeat so well you're gonna make you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make me go through boxes 
You're gonna make because because oh, I got them. I got them. My good one. I know exactly where my good ones are, and I still have them in the hard plastic, like you know those hard plastic cases that we used to get. Um, yes. I, I still have those, um, and I know exactly where those are. Um, but yeah, man, you're gonna you're you're mo- you get you got me thinking now. Look at you. Look, I'm telling you, <laughs> all your listeners out there, everybody else, listen. If you don't want if you don't want any of your old sports cards, just hand them over to Todd and <laughs> and I'm gonna be brutally honest. I, you know what I love about this? Again, I swear to God, you and I did not plan this. We did not plan this conversation at all. Um, that's what no. I love about us. Uh, if, if any if any two people have sat in a broadcast booth long enough in blowout basketball games where we've had to kill some time, it is it is you and I. I got a funny enough. You bring that up. I got a compliment from a from a listener from our from last year or the year before mm-hmm. anyway. Last time we did it, because um, they loved our Mookie Blade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's it's not every day you get to hear you know Mookie nope. Blaylock you know NBA stories. Oh, so God. I'm just saying. Good. But yeah, it's Good. been it's been it's been the fun time. Good stuff. <laughs> hey, earlier uh, earlier before we came out, we were talking a little bit, and and I you were cracking me up and I said, Oh no, I'm going to make you bring this up, uh, on the air. But you were talking about, uh, how Amber Ruffin has a show on, uh, Peacock and uh, you were saying, you think, uh, <laughs> Friday nights it airs, uh, on NBC. Um, but, but go ahead and, uh, to get, have the, have the stimulus check conversation. Uh, with me now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I have been watching, uh, the show Amber Ruffin. She's great. She's a writer for the Seth Meyers show. Um, and you know, it's funny cause I talk about this show and I talk about every, like everything about the show. Like if I, uh, if I was working <laughs> on it or if I personally knew these people, listen, the, the furthest <laughs> the contact, the most contacts I've had with these people are, and lucky are like in Instagram. Hey man, you keep, you keep uh, throwing, you keep throwing those darts, man. Just keep throwing those. Darts. Yeah. You got nothing. To but lose. you know, it's yep. cool. Yeah. They, you know, they like the comment or they might reply to, to the comment, you know, it's like, all right, that, that's pretty neat. Like, at least they know I'm uh you know i'm I'm a supporter but um the whole part of the show that was funny um well the segment it it was about the stimulus check so and (laughs) all right and i guess the reason i reminded me about this show is because i had a a conversation uh and i might go into that later (laughs) if we got time with, with, with my job situation now but um you know people really should and and it's it's hard for me to say this but um, people kind of need to maybe almost sometimes just watch out a little bit. Uh, uh, kind not. I don't want to say how they speak, but maybe the things that they brag brag upon mm-hmm. or brag on or, or brag about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So you know the skit. It's uh, Amber Ruffin and her co-host, and, and they're talking about what they're going to spend their uh, stimulus money on, and just all sorts of ridiculous mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, scooter. You know, she mentioned the scooter from. Uh, like ride from her desk to the mailbox in the studio and all this crazy stuff and um every time the mailman comes uh he hasn't brought the check yet so she grows uh more and more frustrated with him and so the third time where uh you know she i don't think she had come in yet and she's like well what are you going to use the money for like anyway ended up asking the uh-huh. mailman, you know what he's going to use the money for and he goes well amber i'm going to use it because he's a he's a okay, puppet. He's like a puppet. <laughs> okay. yeah yeah, that's why I'm doing the, the weird gotcha. voice. So he's like, well, Amber, I'm going to use it to feed my family. And then all of a sudden, like, her face just <laughs> drops. And it's just like, you know, yeah, not not everybody is going to, you know, like, this stimulus check isn't for everybody. Like, they won't be able to just spend it on on vacation or, or toys or whatever yeah. it is. Um, not yeah, everybody's survival that lucky, for a lot of you know? people. Some people, mm-hmm. exactly, especially, uh, you know, the essential workers mm-hmm. that, that have been out there. Um, 
throughout this whole thing i mean i i can relate for a month i worked at target mm-hmm. tech and uh i mean it's just it's very eye-opening a very eye-opening experience um so i, I think people just you know should be respectful of, of others and, and the situations that they're in um and just really need to be careful uh what they start to kind of brag brag about and, and, and things like that because man i you know and so and this is why i say it. <laughs> so and, I, and i'll try to shorten it up as much as i can i'm, I'm working for uh for uh for this job for kind of for the irs mm-hmm. they, they work hand in hand with the irs don't get yourself and, uh, in trouble now <laughs> no no it's, yeah i'm not we're good it's, it's, it's not gonna yeah i'm not gonna say the company or anything but um it's uh, it's to help people you know help answer general questions about the uh, stimulus checks and and just whatever just general questions um because honestly people could just go on the website and that's literally yeah where the information we're getting yeah exactly yeah it really is word for word um, but people just either don't have a computer or don't have access to internet. It's insane the, the amount of or just want to talk to some things you hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just want to talk to me. Well, really, they just want to talk mm-hmm. to a person, and I yeah. understand. Uh, I, I I was like that for a very long time until I realized, all right, man, you know, people don't want to talk anymore on the phone. They just get online, figure it out, do what you have to do. But uh, I've been having a pretty rough time with this job. I've been doing well according mm-hmm. to them. Um, but me personally, uh, my standards, I'm, I don't think I'm doing as well as Saul would okay. like to do. Um, and anyways, uh, the recruiter, you know, sends me a message just checking in. So my recruiter, you know, wanted to check in on me and she sends me a message on Friday. And this is after like one of the, this is a hellacious week <laughs> that, that I've had working with this company and, mm. you know, trying to whatever, get the right information out. And, um, unfortunately I, I, I mini unloaded on her. Like, hey, not not in a bad way, but it's like, hey, yeah. it's been the nightmare. All right, here Training it comes. Training <laughs> efficient enough, you know. Yeah, it's like I this is I'm not used to any any of this. Like this is out of control. Um, so you know, Saturday, which was yesterday, the HR guy calls me, <laughs> and this is why it reminded me of the Amber Ruffin story because as we're kind of getting into everything and. And it's one of those, because I, I was in his position, you know, I, I mm-hmm. was the one that would have to call my employee, kind of talk him off the ledge or explain to him, hey, this is what's happening, or I don't know. And now sure. I'm getting the conversation. <laughs> and I know, you know, what he's doing. I, <laughs> yeah. I know, you know, I'm like, I know what he's I know what play you're running. Yep. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, you know, I just wanted to give you a call, even though I'm on, you know, I'm on my PTO. And, and I'm just like, <laughs> right there. I, I, as soon as he said the, the, the non, non-essential non things that can be said in conversation exactly you know and i just i just shut shut down from there because i'm like oh, God. pto yeah. must be i'm over here arguing and mainly it be, it started because i i have an appointment for the vaccine like like uh, okay. this week oh nice um so i i'm excited super excited yeah you know i'm at high risk asthma and 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 everything and 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 I just can't wait to get this thing done. Sure, sure. So I, I want, I would think a job, whatever. Hey, let's get, let's give them the day off or mm-hmm. whatever. You has this day off or request, which is another weird thing because it's like, listen, if you know my other, before it's like, hey, I got to take this day off. I'm taking this day off. Yeah, you know, it's I, so yeah. It is yep. what it is, you know. Um, and here it's like, well, make sure this, that, and third. So I'm going by the rules, you know, mm-hmm. giving them the 24 hour notice, send her the doctor's letter or the note, you know, mm-hmm. with everything. And then it's just like, you know, they hit me with the, well, we're not 100% sure that you'll be able to get the day off because 
the third stimulus check just passed, and Monday's going to be banned, all this other stuff. And in my head... <laughs> well, I'm 100% sure like, I'm still going to get my shot. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I was like, well, listen, I don't care what comes out on Monday. Yeah. Uh, this is all... This is... This has nothing... This is... You can't compare the two with, yeah. with importance, yeah. you know? Um, or, val- or, or, or value. Yeah. So it, it was just like, listen, I, I'll move it to Tuesday if I can, you know, and I mm. hate that that's them winning you know yeah, I, I lost that yeah. battle and it's a battle over my health yeah and it's like all right well it is what it is but you know the minute he said pto and all that they're not even gonna pay give us pay time <laughs> off to take the vaccine you know and other companies are so i was like look whatever <laughs> and I you know what, what you know what he's do. probably gonna do he's probably gonna be like well I had to work on Saturday and make this phone call. So I'm just going to not, I'm going to change my PTO and you guys can just pay me for working on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like, it's, it's, it is what it is. You know, these people, I understand, you know, and, and at the same time, I, I told you earlier, it's like, I, I understand I'm kind of being a, a baby back bitch almost <laughs> about the situation, like the job situation, I love it. you know, but I love it. at the same time, listen, we, this is how, this is how corporate America and, and just in general, the society got in the situation that we're in with jobs, like not treating us the way they should be treating us. Yeah. Um, it's just like, hey, nobody put their foot down, I guess, at one point about whatever it is that they had to do. So now it's like, no, whatever. Do it. Do what we tell you. You know, forget about the last time. <laughs> new job revolution and eye-opening experience that everybody has nope we're going back to the same stuff you're now back at a broke boy job shut <laughs> off 30 minute lunch and you can't do anything you know i'm like oh good sorry so yeah it's been it's been an interesting uh last uh, couple weeks that's for sure hey that is for sure um, speaking <laughs> speaking of a, a couple last a uh, couple interesting last couple weeks couple days um <laughs> talk to me talk to me but this is the last thing i'm gonna ask you before i let you get out of here uh what's up what's up with what's up with garden security and former Knicks players man oh <laughs> my i'm not letting well, you know, i'm not hold letting hold you on, off the hook hold, I, we're not hold we're not on, ending hold this, call, before, this conversation if, if we're gonna do if we're gonna do some <laughs> some nba you know talk around here <laughs> Uh, then you know what we're gonna need uh, something to kind of bring us into this real quick. <laughs> and uh, if I got it right here, let's see. All right, in. so you're the fifth. Are uh, you the fifth seed in the uh, East? <laughs> there, there, there. You go. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice intro. Uh, uh, the fi- the fifth seed in the East, the New York Knicks. Uh, still sounds weird, but uh, but uh, <laughs> on on the Sounds, it sounds the way it should sound. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I love, uh, it. I love um, it. But uh, so Patrick Ewing, yeah. former New York yeah, Knicks. So, uh, I believe he does have his number in the rafters, right? I, oh, yeah, okay. absolutely. All right, uh, I, I, former... they, they retired his number in <laughs> just 2003. Hey, just checking. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, they, they retired his number in 2003. You I know, mean, he went, and... he went to the finals once, right? Against Houston, right? And, um. And... Went to the finals I mean, twice with the. I'm Knicks. just trying to learn. I'm just trying to learn his resume because yeah, apparently, no, I mean, apparently, guard security didn't know his. Though his own words, they said they accosted him, and you know this man's got his number retired. He, you know, for 15 years, he gave his blood, sweat, and tears to that organization. Two finals appearances. Uh, you know, won Rookie of the Year, number one overall pick. Uh, he won 
three big years. Probably uh, when I you did. think uh, and being when you think of faces of franchises in New York, it's it's pretty much uh, <laughs> Jeter with the Yankees, Eli with yeah. the Giants, and yeah. who is it for the Knicks? <laughs> It's Patrick Ewing, and every—I mean, okay, just check it. He's my favorite player. My favorite player of all time is Patrick Ewing. So, to you know, to, to hear him. Can we? That, yeah, I guess. Like, I guess. Let me. Let me go ahead and reset for anybody that doesn't know. Patrick yeah. Ewing, uh, currently the head coach of Georgetown, who actually just won the Big East tournament. Um, yeah. But uh, the Big East tournament is played in Madison Square Garden, so it was. Patrick's first season as a Georgetown head coach, and it, or first or second season, maybe second season. Uh, anyway, uh, right now, it, no, it's I, first he, I think it's his fourth. Oh year. wow, really? It's been that yeah, long for him. Right? Okay, right wow. All right, yeah, well, been, you know, twenty twenty was a long year. <laughs> um, oh, twenty twenty right. about three. So, years. so Patrick's been there. <laughs> Patrick's been there for a minute, but uh, you know, it was a return to the Garden for him. Now, I will say this, and I'm not defending garden security at all but i'm sure because of covid and the pandemic and everything else i'm sure they're checking passes more regularly instead of people just kind of freely moving about the garden but it's still patrick freaking hewing man (laughs) like listen and and i understand and i'll give them this you know maybe it's not the same security guys for 30 years (laughs) yeah and it's not it's not the guys that came and got charles barkley and dragged him out of the yeah exactly sorry not the guys that came and got charles oakley and dragged him out of the arena no, you know what I mean? It's it's uh it, it's just it's insane to me that you know you would I mean got people I think are just feeling uh, a certain type of way um because they can't do anything and I'm all right, I might be getting a little deep here, it might be reaching into my tinfoil hat. That's all right, put it on, buddy. To put it on. put on that tinfoil hat. Um, yeah. But uh you know, it's almost like uh, or my fake uh you know, psychiatric or psychologist hat or whatever. <laughs> Um, you know, people feel and have felt maybe the last, uh, whatever year now, since it's, pan- it's been a year since the pandemic, yeah. uh, began, um, hopeless. Yeah. They can't do anything. You know, a lot of people may- maybe lost jobs. Well, they have mm-hmm. not maybe everybody, you know, a lot of people lost jobs. And I think, um, maybe, you know, the security guards might be new, might not be new. It's like, Hey, I, I got a job now. Now I can kind of maybe wield a little, uh, I don't know. You yeah. Know, like, uh, it, it maybe, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Like, I can't control anything outside of my life, but I can control, you know, this, whoever yeah. walks down this hallway. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's one of those things, you know, we could, there might be studies looked into that 10 years from now. Who knows? Yep. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's wild. Um, but yeah, my Knicks are in fifth place. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're above 500. We beat the Thunder yesterday, uh, soundly. And um, it's it's looking good, uh, just just to be in the. So playoffs. how do you how do you feel how do you feel with the with the current roster of the team? I had suggested on last week's show. I had suggested maybe the Knicks try to try to make some kind of move at the trade deadline. Uh, Shintu was on the show, and he said he thinks the Knicks should just not do anything and just continue to build. How are you feeling right now? Oh, I agree with him 100. No. Uh, they shouldn't do anything. They should continue to build. Emmanuel quickly, uh, probably the steal of the of the first round, mm-hmm. um, or the draft because uh, you know he got drafted what twenty fifth or something yeah. overall, and he's just been amazing, uh, just exactly what we needed. Uh, the hole in the middle is what stinks because we've got Mitch Robinson out for the next maybe still four weeks or so with a with a wrist injury. Mm-hmm. He had wrist surgery, so if they did make a move, I would want them to get uh, like a big man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm scared of Andre Drummond because I, I, you know, 
I feel like he'll play only when he wants to play, and if he feels like quitting, then yeah, then that's it. You know, the Hassan Whiteside kind of whole motor mm-hmm. where these guys, all the talent in the world, um, but they just can't stay motivated to play. So, and I wouldn't want to hinder uh, Mitch Robinson's uh, growth either. Yeah, um, you know, I don't want to put him back on the bench. He's a starter. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I love the chemistry between RJ Barrett and Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they something happened where it's clicked this year, and um, and we'll see. You know, we need we need a two guard. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't want them to, to break anybody up. I, mm-hmm. I, I love our core pieces. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, even despite uh, James Dolan being our owner, <laughs> which, hey, well, it's great. He hasn't screwed it up yet this season. So let's let's hope. No, let's, he has not. So that's that's. Let, you know, we'll see what happens. Let's hope. It looks like it's moving in a good direction. Well, buddy, let absolutely, me let you get out of here. Uh, it was a pleasure, as always. Uh, uh, dude, you, thanks for having oh, me. Oh no, on, no Come problem. On. And we'll we'll get you we'll get you back on again soon, um, most definitely. Um, anything you want to plug before you get out of here? Uh, yeah. Um, everybody, catch up on Saul's life. Um, you could find it anywhere you get your podcast. Um, I'm not sure when I'm gonna pull out a new episode yet but there's plenty of the, content the old the old content to. is there to go listen to <laughs> yeah absolutely strongly um, encourage it saul's life uh my facebook page um solly d's on twitter and saul underscore wall underscore on instagram i guess that's it so uh, thanks man all right buddy it was a pleasure <laughs> we'll we'll talk soon sounds good all right, be I'll good and, and go get that shot yo right. absolutely don't, don't let them wait. don't let them talk you out of tuesday no never, never that. <laughs> all right Today's random thought. You can't pour from an empty cup. Take care of yourself first. And that's today's random thought. Say friends, you can't make it to the game, but you still want that one of a kind Dodger Stadium experience? Well, all you need is a Farmer John Dodger dog. Available now at your local grocery store. One bite of the legendary hot dog, your couch becomes your own personal baseline seat. You'll practically be able to smell the grass. That right there was the best pitch from legendary Los Angeles Dodger announcer Vince Scully, and he threw it for half a century uh, from transistor radio to satellite television. Uh, Fans would know it was time for Dodger baseball when uh, they would hear Vince Scully invite them to pick up a Farmer John Dodger dog. I tell this story because five years ago, Vince Scully retired as a Dodgers announcer, and now Farmer John Dodger dogs are no more as well uh, in and amongst Dodger Stadium. This is kind of a, a interesting pop culture deal here. Um, the, the contract not renewed. Um, Smithfield Foods, the parent company of Farmer John, issued a statement uh, to the LA Times, which read in part, Farmer John had a longstanding and valued relationship with the Dodgers. After the 2019 season, Farmer John made the difficult business decision not to renew its contract with the Dodgers. Uh, unfortunately, through the latest contract negotiations, we were unable to come to an agreement that was beneficial for both parties. 
key thing here is the Los Angeles Dodgers do hold the trademark for the Dodger dogs. Uh, so Farmer John cannot continue to produce and sell them uh, even away from the ballpark. The trademark expired in uh, March uh, last month, but according to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, uh, the Dodgers have until August to take advantage of a grace period for renewal. Dodgers president Stan Katzen said the team would soon announce its current hot dog supplier and the Dodgers first priority he said would be an elaborate process in which taste testers would ensure that the new recipe of a stadium dog would result in a hot dog tasting pretty much like the old familiar one. So we will see what will happen now um, for current day in in the stadium in the dodger stadium uh they are now being sold as traditional dodger dogs or simply dodger dogs there there is no uh, manufacturer or anything uh attached to the name again this is this is very interesting dodger dogs have been a part of pop culture for years um We've heard them celebrated in, in several classic television shows, uh, such as Entourage and The X-Files. Uh, in the movie The Sandlot, uh, one kid heckles a boy as a weenie, and the other amplifies a taunt by calling him a foot-long Dodger dog. Uh, again, they are synonymous. Dodger dogs are synonymous with the baseball franchise, and uh, this is a, a big change in the, in the L.A. area. Um, it is um, pretty much a Dodger dog. It's a hot dog that kind of uh, sticks out of each end of the bun and is covered with uh, relish, ketchup, and uh, mustard. And again, they've, they've become famous uh, for years since the Sandy Koufax days. And uh, I'll, I'll, again, they've, they've been, um, I believe, as also as Vince Scully once put it, uh, easternmost in quality, westernmost in flavor. Um, again, there was probably no better pitch man for the Dodger dog than Vince Scully. Uh, I realized that I probably paled in comparison with my pitch earlier, but I just had to do it and have some fun. Um, but uh, I, I mean, you could almost you could almost think or, or almost consider that people might have considered Vince Scully himself uh, the actual Farmer John. That's how closely tied he was to the product and, and to these hot dogs and to Dodger baseball. So again, just a, a interesting story, a pop culture story. Uh, a unique story, I thought, uh, which is why I wanted to go ahead and get it on the show this week. Um, but if you are a Dodger fan, if you live in the L.A. area, if you you frequent Dodger games regularly, um, your Dodger dogs may taste a little different. Coming up here in the near future, your team will be having um, a search and taste test to try to get the same quality as, as the Farmer John dodger dog um, but farmer john does not renew their contract you know it's been a very contract heavy show right and it all kind of centers around the la area we we talked about vanessa bryant not renewing with nike and and now we're talking with uh farmer john not renewing with the la dodgers and the iconic dodger dog uh, change change in the air change in the winds um so so there you have it there's a, a another contract update for you here on uh, random thoughts and best regards that affects uh the la area and and, and and another iconic name uh that that is the genesis out of out of california and, and out of la so uh, interesting story and i just thought it would share it with you and again it gave me a chance to do a little uh vince scully pitch which i will never pass up Thank you.
The other trade option that I heard from him was Dallas, but I laughed at that one because the Celtics would have to take Porzingis in a trade, and I laughed hysterically <laughs> at that. Those are all tough matchups. I, I don't know, man. Kemba is... Is Kemba healthy? Like, will he be healthy? They're going to load manage two guys all, on that Clipper all, team? All fantastic questions that I don't right? have the answer oh. to. Oof. Uh, yeah. Shinti, what are your thoughts about what happens in Clipperland? Um, should should they fall short of a championship in year two? You know, because remember, as as Playoff P told us last year, they were not built to win and win now. So, <laughs> Shinti, did you fall asleep on us? Is he connected? <laughs> He's connected. Okay, <laughs> but. <laughs> Maybe he fell asleep. No way. There's no way he fell asleep. You think? I don't know. <laughs> Potty break? I don't know. No, he dropped. See, he dropped. I don't think I think he's having connection issues. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because um, he literally just well, talked to us. He, yeah. he should be yeah, he should be able to re-click his link okay. then. I don't think okay. I have to send another link. Um we hide no- we hide nothing here on <laughs> random thoughts and and best regards. Um, I will um, let me send him a text while I do this. Oh, there he is. He's back. See, he knew. My apologies, gentlemen. My apologies. No problem. We were. Can I pick it up with the clips? And, and yes, yes. We, for sure. We were we were yeah. speculating. We were speculating that you might have fallen asleep on no, the no, call. No, with no, I didn't. no, no, I didn't fall asleep. Uh, but so no. so let me let me reset. All right, that's going to do it for another episode of Random Thoughts and Best Regards. I want to thank everybody for joining us this week and taking a little bit of time out of their schedule to listen to me and to listen to the show. It is uh, always greatly appreciated. Uh, We couldn't do this without you. And uh, I definitely appreciate the continued growth of our listenership and the continued growth of random thoughts and best regards. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot say it enough. Uh, Come on back next week for a brand new episode. And in the meantime, remember, tomorrow is a new day with no mistakes. Stay positive, test negative, do what you know is right, regardless of the choices others make. Say I love you, stay safe, stay healthy, and be kind to one another. Don't count the days, make the days count. Remember to look down the side streets because that's where the best stories are. And when you come to the fork in the road, take it. Thanks for listening to my dad's show.